Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, this is a new Mo Bamba theme song. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, hey, every time he's, he gets a dunk or a block shot, he needs to play that. Yeah, they should play this. Yep. And, uh, and Bamba is on his way to the Lakers in exchange for Patrick Beverly. One of three trades. Although they got to pay him next year. You know, he's got a $10 million opt-in deal. And you know he's going to opt into that. Bamba? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I think it's only like a three hundred or $400,000 guarantee. Really? Off of $10 like million? I don't. I, let me look at Man, this. Man, who's he, this agent? Vinny Boombots? <laughs> <laughs> you know Vinny Boom, Jer- Dr. Vinny Boombots? Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. He and uh, Vanderbilt. I got, I got to look this up to make sure I have the exacts. But I think they both have... Like very small guarantees wow. up to a certain point for yeah. next year. All right, so that might help. Um, the one thing that I find fascinating is that the Brooklyn Nets have now been broken up. If you haven't heard, yeah, but they got like Andy says, they got a good team. Okay, the Suns sent Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first round picks, a twenty twenty eight pick swap for Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. Mm-hmm. Now on the surface. It looks like a miserable failure what happened in Brooklyn. They hired Steve well, Nash. Well, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that part's unless, true. <laughs> unless you ask Keyshawn Johnson, huh? who was on this morning with Max. Was the KD Kyrie I can't ask this question. Are we seriously asking this question? Yes, we are. Was it a failure? Key, tell me, sit with a straight face, tell me you're going to say KD and Kyrie and James Harden, the greatest collection of talent in the History maybe of sports on the same team was not a failure. They never I, they I didn't do anything. They didn't they didn't go they, uh, they didn't get to a finals call, they didn't get the conference they're championship. The, they're in the same spot that they were in. What they did is they just wasted they're the same Brooklyn's in the same spot that they were in before they acquired these dudes. I don't call it a failure because they was only together sixteen games. What I call it was a bad experiment that went wrong. That's a failure. Wait a minute. Doesn't a bad experiment that went wrong constitute yep. a failure? Yeah, Keyshawn, I love you, Key. You're you're really uh, overthinking is this. He, who's he worried about hurting somebody's feelings in Brooklyn or something? If you get James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving all on the same team, and you don't go to the finals three years in a row, it's a failure. One of the biggest busts in sports history. Yeah, it's a failure. Yeah. I love like everybody knows who listens, and I'm owning my mistake here today knows I love Russell Westbrook, and I, I like the trade when they made it. Even me, the world's biggest Russell Westbrook apologist, has to admit that was a miserable failure, that move. Yeah, I just don't understand, Kevin. I'll never get over Kevin Durant leaving Steph Curry for Kyrie Irving. And I like Kyrie Irving, but to leave Steph uh, Curry for Kyrie Irving would be like leaving... Uh, Michael, bigger name on the other line? No, leaving Betty oh. White for Carrie. <laughs> oh, Betty White for Carrie. You know what, Young? Mary Which one of those people are the prize? No, Mary Tyler Moore of the Mary Tyler Moore show yeah. for Carrie. I'll just okay. put it that way. Right. Okay, come on. Yeah, a little nice, better. steady, I mean, beautiful. Betty, look, Betty White oh, yeah, she was a former oh, beauty yeah. queen. Yeah, Ireland. Don't think of the Betty White. What was White her name? Sue Ann Nivens? Yeah, Sue yeah, Ann Nivens. Like Betty Ann White was a Carrie. beautiful woman. Yes, she was. Well, I think when I think of Betty White, I think of 99-year-old Betty White. She was still beautiful at 99. I hope I could look that good at 99. 
Okay, Michael, of the three Laker trades, you got any problem with any of them? No. I mean, they're all intriguing. D'Angelo Russell comes back. Jared Vanderbilt's a long, lanky, athletic wing. We all call them wings these days. Yeah. And um, Malik Beasley can shoot. He can shoot it. Yeah, so they've got a nice— You like Mobamba. I like Mobamba a lot. They just got to give him a sh- chance to play. And, and t- I don't know if Devon Reed will even make the no. team, but they got three second-round picks yeah. in the Bryant yeah. deal. They don't, they don't need Devon Reed because you got Reeves, you got Walker, you got Troy Brown. They got so. too many guards as it is. Yeah, so or wings they call them now. Wings. Like Paul McCartney, they're in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> or Buffalo. Um, or Buffalo. <laughs> what did Warriors tra- traded for Gary Payton? Yeah, what is James that? Wiseman out? What yeah. do you think of what the Warriors did? I hate that. I, I don't understand Wiseman. Every time I see him on the floor, he looks so athletic and 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 graceful for a big guy. But yet they could not teach him how to play or give him a chance to play. I would at least play. I mean, Gary Payton was a good addition for them last year. Good defensive stopper. They really liked him there, but they're still too small. Watching them play the Blazers last night, who's not a giant team. And they team. gave up size. They gave yeah. up all kind of rebounds. Like, Gee, Steve Kerr, get some size out there. Size. Dr. Ruth is right. Size. No, she says not. Doesn't matter. Huh? <laughs> yeah. She's wrong. Okay. Size does matter. Michael, let me ask you this question. <laughs> you knew because you saw him play at Golden State, and they both won rings. Mm-hmm. And you liked both of these guys. Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones. Yeah. Why didn't they work with the Lakers? Well, yeah, Thomas Bryant had all these other wings, so there was no room for him. Uh, Damian Jones could, is a guy who could help the Warriors. I sound like a Warrior fan. I guess I kind of am. But uh, um, <laughs> Did I say that out loud? But he could help because they need someone to can play above the rim. So wherever Damian Jones goes, he's going to Utah. I guess they can hopefully get some minutes there. But and Juan Tescar Anderson is the, is the classic wing these days. You know, sort of a three and D guy will knock down the occasional three and play good defense. He also, too, JTA was in a lot of ways meant to be a culture guy. Yeah. And the culture guy matters the most when your team is really good. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, Jared Dudley was really important as a culture guy. Mm-hmm. But if your team isn't performing well, you need the talent more than you need the culture guy. Yeah. Um, Michael, you've been traded in the middle of the season before. Oh, yeah. How? Uh, what's the biggest adjustment for all these new five new Lakers who are going to come in here? I, w- I don't imagine we'll see any of them tonight, but Saturday we might. Yeah, Saturday. Um, what's okay. the biggest challenge when you get traded in the middle of the season like you did a couple of times? Well, it's just fitting in right away, which is easier to do because uh, there's not the offenses today are so pedestrian and so uh, non-creative and with not a ton of plays. So it's a lot easier to do now because the, everybody plays the same. High screen, shooter three. So it'll be easy for these guys to adjust right away. When I came to the Lakers, I had to learn like 20 plays in like two, three days. Right. You know, that's the thing too, Ireland, about I say how simple basketball is today, Kaminsky. You ever watch, back in our day, when we had, with either Jack Ramsey or with Pat Riley, we would have a, we would call a timeout. We'd go sit on the bench. The coach would come sit over to us and say, tell you what, when we go back out, uh, let's run fist up, or let's run two out, let's run two across, let's run three down. Now you'll see every coach out there standing up drawing plays on a on a on a chalkboard like they they just making it up for the first two minutes of the timeout, and then when there's yeah. thirty seconds left, they'll That's go like, over and say something to those. When guys. Pat Riley would call a time, say, "Listen, uh, or imagine you know what fist ups is going to work, or fifty two slice is going to work." So we didn't have to have Riley sit there and draw up the plays on a chalkboard to tell us what they are because we knew what they were as soon as they said them. Now you don't see coaches doing that anymore. They all sound there drawing up plays as they as they sit around. Big name, the Mike has got a lot of big names oh, after him today. There, there's a it's button Dave on the. Other Miller, side, you just put it I'm on, on the silent. Radio, Miller. Oh, hang up on that guy. He's calling. No, he's, I'll call you back. He's calling to rip me like no. he always does. Yeah, you hear that? Ireland says you're calling to rip him. Yeah. yeah. He and says hang, he loves Ireland. Hang up on that there's guy. Andy, there's Andy Kamenetsky. Yeah. Uh, 
Matt, uh, uh, LeBron was the best call I've ever heard. That was good. Wait, he said something nice about That's me? Right, that That's right. That was a good first. call. Ireland had the best call of LeBron becoming the all-time wow. NBA scoring leader. Maybe Dave is that, changing his tune. Ireland. That was. And you notice how I just I just sat out of it and let him do his thing? Yeah, that was very nice of you. Well, you know I'll, what? That was the first time you were speechless. Gosh. <laughs> ah, shut up. Goodbye. Right, I'll call right, you yeah. back. All right, yeah, hang up on that guy. Yeah. All right, yeah, now. That was a good call, Ireland. Uh, you must uh, have got some compliments on that. Yeah, right? yeah, there, there's a guy uh, that called me today is doing a story on it. We, but I will say this, that in the back of my mind, oh, Andy, you probably like that call. You're a Prince fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so in the back of my mind, um, I was thinking, I got to hand something to Chris Morales and Mario Ruiz that they can go to work with. Because if you guys, if you give them something, like I, I played up that Prince Party Man angle, they'll turn it into radio gold, both those guys, and they did. So, um, And then it lives on more than just the night of the game. Mm, that's right. Okay, so Giannis is in town, Mike. Yes, worth I the like, price of admission, even though uh, LeBron's yep. not playing. I was just thinking that, that he is probably worth the price oh, of a yeah. ticket more than anybody. Yes. I have said, and I think you agree with me, that LeBron is the best open court player mm -hmm. in the history of the NBA. Yep. In other words, if he gets the ball, Andy, yeah. and he's going downhill, that it doesn't matter if there's one, two, three, or four guys in front of him, he's taking it right to the rim. Look at that look on his face. You don't you don't believe that? I'm not even disagreeing, and I'm just saying, think about who you played with in the open court. But no, Magic, Magic was a no. passer. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I'm not oh, saying Oh, Joe, about Jordan? Same. No, no, no. I'm talking about MJ. Oh, yeah, MJ Jordan. was incredible. Yeah, but you know what? He ain't 6'8", 260. That, I, I'm right. not, again, not disagreeing with mm -hmm. you. I'm saying think how great yeah. you have to be right. to say okay, somebody so is a better where, player than Magic. Okay, or Kobe. You've, yeah. ta you've taken me where I want to go. Is it possible, Michael, you first, and I'm strictly talking about you give a guy the ball at one end of the court, the defense is not set up, he takes it to the other end of the court, and scores, all right? That defines the best open court. I think LeBron is better than that than anyone who has ever played. Michael, is it possible Giannis inherits that title from LeBron the second LeBron goes? Well, in the open court, could you, how would you try and stop Giannis? You if right. he, He's not as adept a ball handler as LeBron. He doesn't right. handle the ball as, good, as well, but he handles it well enough. And he's got these uh, strides that looks like a velociraptor. Right. It just covers like 30 feet at a time. And from half court, he takes two steps. He can, but sometimes he takes four. And you don't call it traveling because <laughs> that stupid Euro step or whatever they call it. But, but in terms of you know what he's going to do yeah. and you still can't he's stop just, him, yeah, is, those, is, is Giannis the second coming yeah, of LeBron in yeah, that he, regard? He's the second best in the open court that I've seen because he's got those inspector gadget arms. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he takes off from the dotted line. or not, It's not even a dotted line. It's this the dashed line circle, yeah. and he gets to the basket, so he just extends, and he'll dunk it. He's just amazing. Andy, what do you think? I think he will be the best when LeBron retires. I don't think he'll be better, though, than LeBron no. was. No. Because LeBron, LeBron, like Michael says, has the handle that Giannis's is good, but it ain't LeBron's. No. Right. He also has court vision that Giannis's is good, but it ain't LeBron's. Well, the one thing that, that calling LeBron's games these past four years, Michael and I used to get LeBron twice a year for, you know, however many, 20 years we were doing it. And then now we get LeBron every night. I knew he was a good passer. He's a great passer. Oh, yeah. He's like, I mean, we're all spoiled because Magic Johnson, maybe the greatest passer of all time, played here and, you know, set, set up a clinic. Michael used to tell me stories that if he didn't keep his head looking at Magic the whole time, the next thing you knew, the ball would hit him in the head. Um, that Magic was that good. He he didn't. The hardest thing, Worthy and Michael have both told me the same thing about Magic. 
and Michael expound on this, that the the hardest thing to get used to playing with Magic, and once you get used to it, it changed overnight, is that he could see you even though you couldn't see him. In other words, you had to be ready for the ball to come to you even though Magic wasn't looking at you, right? right? Yep, exactly. And and I I would imagine LeBron's got a little of that. I don't know if anybody will ever be magic better than Magic at that. John uh, Stockton's going to hold I, the all-time I, assist record. I told you a guy I've seen better than Magic at that. Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is just he's, uncanny. He's unbelievable. Well, and you yeah. told me that back in the day, you know, everybody knows about DeMontis Sabonis. You oh, said oh, his dad oh, was yeah. like that too, Arvidas, right? Yeah, we didn't see the best of Arvidas Sabonis, but by the time he came to the NBA, he was he was he, a shell of himself. But he still could pass, though. Yep, when he was in the NBA, yeah. he could yes. pass. But I, I can't tell you guys how many times I've worked a game with LeBron and thought, okay, so LeBron had 30, 10, and 10, all right? It's the assists you remember because he just makes these passes that are unbelievable. And we've interviewed him enough times where he will tell you that's his favorite thing to do. He would much rather have a game with 30 assists oh, than yeah? 60 Well, then points. why didn't he break John Stockton's record instead of Kareem's? Well, he might. He's fourth <laughs> all time. No, I think he's too far away from he's Stockton. Yeah, I, I do too. But, I mean, he's Michael, the other scores, the other top 30 scores – Aren't in the top fifty in assists. Yeah, that's because they're ball LeBron hunts. is one and four. <laughs> that's one all-time Actually, one on the scoring what? list. Fourth on Give the assists list. Give him a little list. bit of praise on his way out. Uh, when Russell Westbrook recently passed Gary Payton, yeah. and entered, I believe it was tenth on the all-time scoring, either tenth or ninth. I looked it up. The only players ahead of Russ on both the all-time scoring and all-time assist lists are Oscar Robertson and LeBron. That's it. That's it. They're the only two players. Yeah. So I mean, it's- well, Russ is going to the Hall of Fame right. regardless of how this Lakers stint has gone. Yeah. I mean, I I'm as well I'm as a, should. Yeah, I'm a Westbrook apologist, but you know, I know this didn't work. How ticked off is he? Did. Is he gonna? He's gonna get bought out. Is he gonna end up with the Clippers? That's what I've been hearing. Well, which I hope it does for him. Yeah. What's stays weird? Home. What's weird about that is because he's not going to Utah. All right. We'll just talk about that when we come back. And and uh, and also coming up later this hour. Think of all the times you guys have watched Sports Center. All right? I got a challenge for you. Write down your top five all time Sports Center anchors. I'll explain to you why I'm asking coming up. Top five Sports Center, and it can be from any period. So you could have Chris Berman, Stuart Scott. You could go nowadays, you could go Scott Van Pelt. You can, you know, do whatever you want. Just five top Sports Center anchors. We'll get to that later in the hour. My, uh, Mace is out of here today. Andy Kamenetsky in for Mace. Michael's hanging out. Pepe Montilla, the Spanish voice of the Lakers, has never, ever hosted Game of Games. He's participated. Ooh. Today he will host for the first time ever. Pepe's game coming up later. Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mason in Ireland. Michael Thompson hanging out with us. Andy Kamenitsky's in for Mace. Um, Lakers made three trades. And uh, they're going to have five new players on the roster. Probably more likely Saturday. I don't know if any of these guys will get in here tonight. Although, Michael... Your first game with the Lakers, you basically arrived and they threw you right out there, right? Got traded on Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. I was on a Southwest flight. I think it was Southwest back in those days. Who knows? Southwest flight to L.A. Saturday uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Bill Berger woke me up, you know, called me uh, at the Airport Park Hotel that evening and says, you'll be over here at 8.30, boy, so I can go through some plays in the morning. <laughs> That's a very good Burt guy, by the way. Exactly. Who's now 94 and still works for the That's Lakers. right. So, yeah, so I had to get over there. 8.30 for a 12.30 tip and go through about five or six plays so I could sort of fill in when I do get in for Kareem. And played that day and played well. Ten the points, Lakers. five rebounds, two blocks, but who remembers? Yeah. <laughs> Against the Celtics. Um, and so we, by the way, no LeBron tonight. No LeBron. He is sitting out with a sore left ankle. There will be a ceremony before the game honoring LeBron for breaking the all-time scoring record. If you have tickets to the game, that ceremony starts at 640. The game starts a little after 7 o'clock. Lakers in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. By the way, Michael, I'm taking Milwaukee to come out of the East. They've won eight games in a row. They're averaging 130 points a game. You like anybody better than them in the East? I mean, it's a toss-up. It's a toss salad over there. You got uh, Philadelphia's playing well with Embiid, probably going to win the MVP. Boston, now that uh, Brown's got a facial fracture, but he'll be back by the playoffs, plus he'll probably just wear a mask. So, yeah, right now, Milwaukee's as good as anyone. Um, by the way, somebody, Tony Stock says, I need to give you credit, Michael. For what? Because Tuesday, you consistently said LeBron would break the scoring record that night. Oh, yeah. Because he wanted all the headlines before the trade deadline. That's right. And it's a good thing he did it that way exactly. because now everything is kind of... Plus, been... you saw this, the scene in the building that night. His family was there. All, every friend he knows in life was there. Every celebrity was there. That was the You show up to that game basically dressed like John Wick. Yeah. You I, are... You know what, Andy? Yeah. I, I, I think you're, you're obviously trying to be funny. I actually thought that exact same thing you did. I oh. thought he looks... He's not smiling. He looks like Kobe used to, to act during the finals. I tweeted out a photo at Cam Brothers of LeBron at the game and John Wick, like side by side. Like mm. that was the look of somebody saying, I am not screwing around. Right. Plus, two, when you show up like that, you kind of have to break it. That's right. Because if you don't, you look like somebody who called their shot and missed. Well, and everybody was in the house. They would have had to do it again. It's like everybody coming to your wedding and then you saying, uh, <laughs> never mind, we're doing it on Thursday. Or oh, the bride left. Yeah, of the bride. <laughs> Runaway bride. Um, yeah, no kidding. Okay, so um, the Big Lead, which is a good website, it, it has a lot of sports stuff, has ranked the top 30 sports anchors of all time. Okay, so here's their top 10 in reverse order. So going 10 to 1 Kenny Main, Steve Levy, Rich Eisen. Scott Van Pelt, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, Linda Cohn, Bob Lee, Chris Berman, Stuart Scott. Um, 
I could not disagree more with that list. I, I, I've been watching SportsCenter since it started. Um, Bergman, did you do a list? I did. Who's your number five all time? My number five all time is going to be Neil Everett. All right. I have Neil at number two. I think Neil Everett He's is great. is like was put on this earth to be a sports center anchor. He's funny. He's smart. He doesn't take it too seriously. He can do serious. He can do funny. I have him number two. Jorge, did you do a list? Yeah. Who's number five? Uh, number five, I got Antonieta Collins. Oh, I, I you know, I know yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, Tony Collins worked with Mason and I uh, actually hosted First Take when wow. Mason and I went back there. Super cool. Yeah, she's super cool. Andy, number five, who? Kenny Mann. Good one. Michael, did you do a list? Chris Berman. Number five. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number five, I'm surprised none of you had maybe coming up later, Craig Kilborn. I thought he was funny, he, smart, good. He made my apologies list, apologies to list. I, Others I, receiving votes Yes, list. I debated okay. him very heavily as number five. Bergman number four is who? Dan Patrick. All right, a good thought, choice. He fantastic. didn't make mine, but I had him at number six. Jorge? SVP. That's mine. I have Scott Van Pelt at number four. Andy? Linda Cohn. Good one. Michael? Cohn. All right, Linda's great. We've had her on the show. Um, she's excellent. All right, number three, Bergman, who you got? Linda Cohn. Longevity, uh, and she's yep. great. Yeah, she is great. Um, I had her at seven. Um, she's super nice on of top of you're it. You're a misogynist. Uh, <laughs> not a misogynist. Not a, no, bet, right. bet you no woman in your top five. You are correct. See? Maybe I am. Uh, Andy, number three. Rich Eisen. Good one. Michael? Number three for me is Stan Barrett. Good energy. Okay. Number three for me, Stuart Scott who I thought also never took himself too seriously, had a lot of fun, invented his whole mm -hmm. lexicon of things that people yep. have stolen for years. All right, Bergman, who you got at two? Scott Van Pelt. All right, good, solid, the was, voice of SportsCenter yep. today. Jorge, two. Uh, Berman, uh, yeah. Yeah, Chris Berman. Uh, I already said mine, Neil Everett. Andy, two. Stuart Scott. Good one. Michael, number two. Scott for me. All right, Stuart Scott. All right, here's the, here's the money pick. Bergman, number one, all-time best sports center anchor is who? Stuart Scott. Okay. Was the best up by yeah. far. Mine too. Mine you, too. Yeah. All right. For me, I don't think any – and I know he turned some people off with his politics. Keith Olbermann is the best sports anchor I've ever seen. Almost insanely overqualified for the job. Just super smart in the room. His cadence, his delivery, everything. Olbermann, number one for me. Andy, how about you? Yeah, Olbermann was great. Scott Van Pelt. Number one. Michael, who's your number one? Classy lady, Sage Steele. Oh, she's great. She's yeah, great. and she's super nice, too. Oh, yeah. By the way, Sage Steele, I know I'm not supposed to say this anymore in America, but I will, mm -hmm. just because it is stunning in person oh, yeah. in terms of her beauty. Oh, she's a beautiful lady. Yeah, she is like, you walk in and you go, huh, every insecurity I have about my physical appearance is coming to the surface. So does uh, Frank Kaminsky's fiance, what's her name? Ashley Burr. Yeah, she's yeah, Frank, yeah, by the way, got traded today, went to Houston. Oh, so I mean, maybe Ashley's going to Houston. Of course. Yeah, she. You know, I didn't not. realize they were engaged. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I did not know. An item. Um, she was at the game uh, the other night when they were. Who was he with? Uh, he was with the Hawks, right? Hawks, that's right. Yeah. She was at front center. I did Norm not know Pattis's that. old seats. Uh, Mike, are you surprised with the amount of trades yeah. that went down today? Yeah, I was surprised with the volume of trades. Usually, it's kind of quiet sometimes, but boy, that was a good trading deadline. And hopefully, the NFL and Major League Baseball can learn from the NBA because their trading deadlines are like. Like going to dinner with Alan Sliwa. 
<laughs> he's not listening. Of course he's listening. No, I'm pretty sure he's listening, Michael. <laughs> Look at Bergman in there. He's gonna he's gonna dump. He's such All a. Right. I'm not dumping you for that. I have an he's ethical. I have an ethical dilemma involving a bride and her father that I will share with you coming up next. Also, what's up, Foo? Coming up right around the corner. Mason in Ireland, Andy in for Mace, Michael hanging out, ESPN LA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mason and Ireland. Andy Kamenetsky in for Mace. I'm John Ireland. Michael Thompson hanging out with us. Uh, We are all either married or have been married. So I'm going to propose a... This is from our uh, favorite page, Am I an A-hole on Reddit? And the question comes from a father of a bride, okay? On her wedding day, here's what he writes. My daughter got married last weekend, and it was a beautiful and joyous occasion. However, there's one thing that happened during the reception that's been bothering me, and I'm not sure if I am the a-hole in this situation. He went on to describe what happened. During the reception, the wedding cake was served, and everyone was having a slice. I didn't want any because I really don't like cake, and I was already pretty full from dinner. I figured it was no big deal and no one would notice if I didn't have any. But his daughter did notice. She noticed I wasn't eating the cake and she got really upset. She accused me of not supporting her and not being a good parent because I didn't want to eat the cake. Uh He added, she said, it was a tradition for the parents to eat a slice of the wedding cake and by not doing so, I showed a lack of respect for her and her new spouse. Run, groom, run. The father said further, I tried to explain to her it was just a personal preference. I was still for happy happy for her and supportive of her marriage, but she didn't want to hear it. He also said she was so upset. She stormed off, and now she's not talking to, him, to oh, her father. Is, this is a bad sign for the groom. I'm not sure what to do or how to make things right. I don't want to cause any more hurt or disrespect, but at the same time, I don't want to have to eat something I don't like just to make her happy. Uh, Bergman, is the father an a-hole, and did he handle this properly? I think he handled it just fine. It's just cake. What are we doing here? Yep. He's, no, of course he's not an a-hole. Jorge, should he's, he have eaten the cake? No, he, nothing wrong with the guy, man. Andy? 
I don't think he did anything wrong, but at this point, he should just apologize. For what? Just yeah. just apologize oh, to make it Michael, simpler. Wouldn't it have been easier if he just no, ate the no. cake? This girl is a freaking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> if this is going to bother her, imagine what her poor husband's going to put up with. She, man, her, her, her new husband said, so I'm, I'm out. Can I get this annulled? If that's going to upset her that much, but she won't speak to her father, imagine if he makes one little mistake or gets her upset or something. Imagine all the. Tell, tell you right now, at home, under. he's eating all the cake. Man, no. no. He's that's that's yeah, ridiculous. Her yeah, father appear. doesn't like cake. She doesn't understand he's not a cake, c- cake guy. Don't force him to eat something you don't like. Something's right. wrong with her. All right. It would appear that most of the commenters, you know, people comment on Reddit. Agree with Michael Thompson. Heck yeah, something's wrong with him. First man. comment, honestly, I'm wondering where your daughter comes off being such a bridezilla about a piece of cake, exactly. especially since you clarified you love and support her. I'm already feeling bad for her spouse. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't I just say that? Yeah. He's, in, he's in a lot of trouble. Here's another one. I figure this conflict must have a history that we're not being told about. People who have a good relationship don't just suddenly come up with bizarre things to fight about. Andy, you buy that one? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She has either Issues? Sus- I'm no, no. I was going to say she has either suspected, or maybe the father has given her reason to suspect that he does not think this marriage is going to work, or that he doesn't like her husband. Something like that. Because I agree. Like the odds that this is purely just about the cake. Feels pretty insane. She's, yeah, no, she's an, just insecure. Another uh, Reddit user basically summed up how I think I feel about this. I have no idea who did and did not have cake at my wedding because I was too busy having my wedding to notice. Exactly. I don't think my wife even had cake beside the bite we ceremoniously fed to one another because she isn't a big fan of cake either. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal if you don't eat cake, and nobody should notice. Right. Um, yeah, something's yeah, that's something she's a little off, man. For that to upset her that much, to ruin her wedding and ruin her relationship with her father, yeah, that's not normal. Um, at the end of the day, another commenter, at the end of the day, it's just cake. You were there for her on her big day, and that's what's important. Exactly. I'm telling you, there. it's about more than the cake. No, something wrong with her. Don't blame I, it on her father. I didn't blame it on him. I did not blame it on him. I issues. said it's about more than the cake. All right. That's all I said. Let me but take you think this. maybe he neglected her or she was a little right. girl or something, something like that? Look, it may, it may be all incorrect from <laughs> her perspective. I'm just saying it's about more than the cake. All right. He walked her down the aisle, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been upset if if my dad, if I was a woman, I would have been upset if my dad didn't walk me down there. I'm All right, now would this make me the a hole? If Lisa yes. did that at our wedding, mm-hmm. and she screamed at her dad for not eating cake, and I say to Lisa, you know what? You're nuts. I'm out. Annulment. That's what I'm just saying. Because you know what you're going to be in for later. <laughs> right. That little Again, issue is yes. going to throw off. That would make me an <laughs> yes, a-hole? Yes, 100%. Uh, Michael you're, you're supports done. me. I support him. No, no, that's, it would that's, just that's, make you a dummy because you're not doing better than Lisa. That is a warning uh, sign, Bergman. Yeah, that's no, Andy's right, by but the way. Like, it happens on your big day, your wedding day, your bridezilla. That's a whole thing that happens. There's groomzillas, too. Like It doesn't matter. If, if you're supposed to be, you just married this woman, you're supposed to be there for her and through thick and thin. And this is thin. up to that point, I'm sure you probably dated her for a while, so you got to know her, so you kind of know she's a little weird anyway. Right, exactly. So, you know. And you still went through the, with the wedding, idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what they have with we their used to, like. We used to work with, uh, with Chet Forty, the legendary Monday Night Football director, and you know directed everything at ABC Sports for many, many years. Um, it Okay, Michael Roth has weighed in. Oh, good. Just for the photo op, he should have had one small bite. 
wouldn't have hurt anybody. And then spit it out after but she turns her back. No prizes for being right. Just try and make everyone happy. That's why that's I actually said good, just apologize. Yeah. It doesn't matter if she's in the wrong. Sometimes the apology is just the simple way to make something go away. Well, you just, think if you apologize, I'm sorry I didn't t- take a bite of the cake, she'll be all right? I think if you let her know, you understand how she feels about it. I don't. And, and you don't have to. You oh, need okay. to just again, be a bigger man, huh? Yes, yeah, sometimes it's about the bigger picture and just you want this thing to go away all right somebody gave apologize. me somebody great gave me great advice right before my wedding he said if it has a cake no he said if it happened happened already there is going to become a moment in this thing one of the guys in my wedding told me this he's, there's going to become a moment in this thing where this event takes on a life of its own and becomes much bigger than you just manage it he said don't do anything to make it worse there are going to be people that are going to react out of character and be nuts over something, I'm telling you. And he was right. Like, it, people that like were involved with the wedding would lose it for a second. I'd go, it's okay. No big deal. Yeah. Let's just get it done. That's right. No sweat. Uh, yeah, which which makes it different. All right. Uh, Bergman's got What's Up, Foo, coming up next. Uh, by the way, I was, we had dinner with Bergman, Jorge, Mason, and I had dinner last night. Yeah. Uh, Mastro's, across the street. Nice. Um, Who paid? Craig Carmazon. It was part wow. of the... Okay, so... Remember uh, Cover 5, the, the app that we have that you can I, – I, people should know about Cover 5. If not, you can download the Cover 5 app and you can pick games against all of us. So Craig challenged all the shows back at the start of the football season. Whoever can get the most people to sign up for Cover 5, I'll buy them dinner. Mm-hmm. So last night he paid off the dinner. But Jorge was telling me, you know, my taste for um, – we have to start worrying, uh, right, Jorge, about her getting oh, yeah. a big head because she now knows – She's the star <laughs> of What's Up, Fool, because she says this. Yeah. Say it, play it. Play it, Greg. Well, Maite is, is, is a What's right. up, Fool? Yeah, that's Maite. <laughs> that's, that's Jorge's four-year-old daughter. She was already the star with Vote for Jorge. Vote for Jorge, yeah. yeah. But now, we've, now she has a daily segment, which she is convinced is hers, which I fully support. <laughs> Vote for Jorge used to be a daily segment, yeah. too. Uh, and so uh, coming up next, Bergman's going to throw a whole bunch of stuff at it, and we'll have it. Now, Greg, have you- Yes, sir. Have you arranged for the arrival of Pepe Montilla? I texted him earlier, and he still has not gotten back to me. <laughs> You think he's checking it out? Oh, yeah, he's going to check it out. He ain't showing up. <laughs> well, luckily, we're trying to save it for tomorrow, but Andy has a backup game just okay. in case. I got a game. Just in case. Well, he, oh, all right. I got a backup game. All right, he doesn't good. show up. All right, so if he doesn't show up, we will be covered. But, Pepe, if you're listening, text Bergman back because getting in here is like Fort Knox. Yeah. Come on, We've man. Gotta te- we got to tell you how, what to do and how to get in here. Uh, so that's coming up for you next hour. Coming up next, what's up, foo? Andy in for Mace. Michael's hanging out. ESPN LA. What's up, foo? Thank you very much. All right, so Brandon Marshall was hilarious at the NFL Combine. This former NFL wide receiver, Brandon Marshall, was at the uh, NFL opening night or whatever they call media day now. Right. So yeah. take a listen to and tell me what if you think this is funny or mean. All right, brother. So how you doing? Good, man. Good. All right, great. Um, Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. Hearing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it, makes me, it makes you feel great. Uh, then, uh, it's, she's uh, she's going to crush it at halftime. I have family members that I think are more excited about the halftime show than they are the game. Um, and so uh, whatever Rihanna says is like like the gospel. So I'm glad that she, she went with me for that for that honor. She didn't. She oh. didn't. I was just messing with her. Oh, man. <laughs> You got, you got me up here smiling and smirking. 
Obviously, he was talking to uh, Kermit the Frog or yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, whoever you want to say yeah. that is. So, do I, what do you think? Do you think that was mean or funny from Pat, from Brandon Marshall? Uh, funny. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind him messing with Mahomes a little bit and telling him that Rihanna said he was the greatest when he, she never said it. Uh, what do you think, Michael? I thought that was mean because from then, well, how do you know anything he says to you is for real? He could be making that the next question up too. Well, most media people make crap up anyway. But that anyway. was <laughs> but that was Brandon Marshall. That yeah, wasn't Julia McIntyre. Like, wouldn't have said it wasn't that. Jim Hill. <laughs> you know, Julia Julia McIntyre is now a big. We've turned her into a big star. She should be when she walks around Crypto.com Arena. People are like you're Julia McIntyre. Right. Yeah, good for her. That's right. Andy, what do you think? I'm guessing funny or they, mean? I'm guessing they have a good relationship, so it's just funny. Yeah, I'm. It's I'm, random as hell, is what it is. Yeah. It's really out of left field. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't. You think Rihanna knows who Patrick Mahomes is? Yeah, she's performing in the Super Bowl. So you think she knows who's playing? I bet she knows enough to know who Patrick. Patrick Mahomes is in a commercial every five minutes. Yeah, but she ain't watching football. You think but she does? He, he's he's in, from Barbados. He he's in commercials. They don't watch football down there. Uh, they watch real football. Football, the real, real football. football that's yeah, right. yeah, and he's in commercials that appear during real football. That's, that's true. Well, you mean uh, American? Football. Like she's a she's probably familiar with what is it Subway or whatever he does. That'd be a great. I would love to if I could sit down State and have Farm. a cappuccino State with Farm. Rihanna. I'd love to have a cappuccino with Rihanna and go, Hey Rihanna, what do you think of um, Jalen Hurts? Do you, do you think she knows who? Clay is? No, no idea. She knows who Steph is because everybody knows Steph, of course, and LeBron. People. No, I bet you Rihanna knows who Clay is. I bet she does. I yeah. bet you one dollar. Okay, we'll find out. We'll find yeah. out next time. You're on. <laughs> bet, bet taken, Greg. <laughs> exactly. What's up, fool? All right, so you remember the name Cowboy Joe West? Oh, the umpire, baseball yes. umpire. He's a retired MLB yeah. umpire that had one of the worst strike zones in the history of baseball. He was a disaster. But he's spending his retirement in a very strange way. He's editing his own Wikipedia page and removing anything that makes him look bad. If you could edit can one- I Can I tell you guys something? Yeah. I wouldn't even know how to do yeah, that. How do you do that? Is that easy to do? So he has a, uh, he ha- apparently it's, it's under Crew Chief 22, and he always wore number 22. And one of the things he said, uh, some of they were- uh, they stopped his editing privileges, and he says, I constructively corrected the, the BS that was on this page. There was never a shoving match between Joe Torrey and West. I should know. I was there. So mm. it's obviously him, but I don't know how to, you have to go into a whole different site. It's a weird way to do it. But if you could edit one thing from your professional past, what would you edit? Oh, that's a great question. From my professional you mean that's, past. You mean that's in writing? Although okay, no, anything anything from your professional past. Wait, so it'd be it'd be it'd probably be the time I got caught putting makeup on in Toronto. Although that that turned out to be a really funny bit. I was number one on Sports Center's not top ten. Mm-hmm. I was on the Tonight Show. I was on the Daily Show. Well, don't edit that. So maybe I don't want to do that. Um, I don't know, Michael. What what would you edit oh, out I, of your professional oh, I, oh, past? I know, I know what I would do. I would what? I would eliminate the imitation imitating voices. Oh, yeah, that made Greg happy. Uh, Andy, what would you do? Really quick, I want to clarify something. Rihanna absolutely knows who Clay is because I just Googled Rihanna Clay Thompson, and there was a story about years ago during the finals between the Warriors and the Cavs. Mm -hmm. Rihanna got under the skin of some Warriors because she was – Trash talking and heckling because she was a big Cavs fan. That's right, yeah. So she absolutely knows who Clay is. Really? You think so? Yes, Clay was a star of that team. Yeah, but she really wasn't. Do you think uh, she probably knows Steph? Maybe no. Draymond because he's so loud, but nah, she doesn't know Clay. You know who Rihanna knows? Who? Alex Caruso. Oh, yes, she does. Really? How? Why? Oh, there's a whole there, meme of him, a, her staring him down when he was with the Lakers. Yep. 
Really? Yes. She's into the bald guy. <laughs> you got a shot, Michael. May have to talk to my wife about yeah. you know something you open going on. Means you got a shot, Kavaninsky. You know what? Honestly, I think my wife would say if you really think you can make it happen with Rihanna. You put that wig on, and I saw in that picture. Give you'll it be a go. able to do it again. That well, wig, the, well apparently the wig won't make it happen. The wig will make it worse. <laughs> you know, that was my real hair. That was real. The, oh no, that was real hair. You look like Joe Walsh in that picture. Yeah, I, well, I showed well, I showed that to like four people that know you, and I said, "Who is this?" And none of them got no. it. Okay, well, there was the photo that I tweeted out at Cam Brothers. That was my real hair around wow. like 25, 26. But then somebody photoshopped him with basically like Willie Nelson looking hair. That was fake. <laughs> okay. But the but the younger photo of me, yeah. that was my real hair. Yeah, you look like Bono, like young Bono from U2. Yes, I did. You ever hear the joke, um, what's the one thing you don't want to hear when you're making out with Willie Nelson? I'm not Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Bergman. What's up, fool? All right. Cauliflower pizza. That's what we're having for dinner tonight because somebody in my household wants to try new foods. What kind I'm, of pizza? Cauliflower pizza. That I've never good. had. Yeah? How, how do you guys feel about trying new foods? I like. I don't mind vegetables like spinach or cauliflower in my pizza because I love vegetables. And they cook it and f- uh, cook cauliflower is delicious. But why can't we just have real pizza? I'm, Jorge could not possibly agree with you more. Right. Cauliflower pizza. Get lost. You know, what are you talking right, about? I bet you'll like it once you try it. Oh, I, well, we'll yeah, see. but why? I might like it, but I'm not going to like it as much as pepperoni or well, sausage. Yeah, exactly. no, but it still tastes good. Why am I compromising no. my pizza? The cauliflower is the crust, not right. on top of it. Right. Don't no, I'm out. I want regular that, pizza. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, what? Healthy. Not only would I try it, I'm with Michael. Like, as far as that crust, I know what you're talking about. I think right. they have it like Trader Joe's and some other spots. Sure. Yeah. I recently put roasted cauliflower that I had left over from a different dinner on a pizza that I made myself. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fantastic. Try it. You like it. Uh, I'll give you as a review tomorrow. No, hey, yeah. Try yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, hey. really, it's actually, you You won't really be able storm, to tell that much of a storm, difference. Storm out like the dad with the cake and say you're going <laughs> to exactly. refuse to eat it. And, and then, then I'm going to report feeling. back. Yeah. yeah. My tail stopped talking to you. It'll be great. Hey, how about yeah. you text? Somebody text me at eight and be like, hey, I need you to do something and I can leave. No, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and remember dinner. You guys, have a, you guys have a game. Yeah, but we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. No, what time is dinner? I'm going to text you at dinner and ask you how was the pizza. All right, 6 30 dinner. All right, so about 6 25, Michael. Let's text Jorge and get him out of this. No, we can say, how was the pizza? That's what I don't know. Is Brenda getting it for you? Yeah, she's the one that wants to try it. She's like, we should try different options. She sounds like Lisa. For what it's worth, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, because I think Trader Joe's has a cauliflower pizza crust, their pizza dough and like their pizza kit is great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. I I use their dough a lot to make pizza at home. Like I've got a couple different pizza, like I've got a, like an indoor, essentially like the an indoor pizza stone right. oven. It's fantastic. Well, let me let me add this to the discussion. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Quit trying to reinvent pizza crust. Did all you right? like spinach on your pizza? Spinach? No. What are you? Who are you? Popeye? With what you, the Michael. hell? Man, so good. Michael yeah. and I need to go out for some pizza. Yeah, exactly. Let's get that yeah, new you, New York guys and your health. Pizza. Once you decide to have pizza, healthy goes out the window. No, it tastes Come good. On. It, it tastes good. Yes, exactly. It actually tastes yes. good. The vegetables no. on. Oh yeah. What's next? Pizza flavored ice cream. Get out of here, <laughs> Bergman. What do you Ugh, got? That doesn't sound good at all. What's that, fool? All right, so I went to a different page. The Late Late Show with James Corden is no more, and in, in its place, another hour of Colbert. Well, Colbert produced show called At Midnight that he used to do on a comedy on Comedy Central. I'm not sure if any of you remember it. Not only do I remember oh, yeah. it, a friend of mine produced that show. Oh wow, that's yeah, crazy! My shout out to uh, my friend Jack Martin, who uh, 
worked on that show for five years. Chris Hardwick was the host, but as I understand it, Greg, he's not going to be part of this new show. Hardwick? No, that doesn't it doesn't look like. I'm not sure yeah. who the new host is going to be though. So the Late Late Show will be will no longer exist. Are you sad about the end of the Late Late Show, just as in general the Late Late Show, or happy with more Colbert produced shows? Uh, I'm not sad with the end of the Late Late Show. I think I probably watched it twice the whole time it was on. I guess the the legacy of the Late Late Show will be Carpool Karaoke, right? He kind of turned that into a huge franchise. I guess I, I don't particularly like James Corden, so I right. Not well, and as it and as it turns out, I guess Corden's kind of a bad guy too. Um, yeah, but you know he had that whole thing where he was right. yelling at waiters and waitresses and stuff. So um, at midnight. When Hardwick hosted it, was it fun. was pretty good. It was a fun show. And mm-hmm. uh, they should call my friend Jack Martin and get him to produce that, and that show will be a success. Michael, did you ever watch James Corden? Did you ever see him? No, I never watched these late-night shows since they went political. I like the Johnny Carson, Jay Leno style, where it's apolitical, just make fun of everybody and just laugh. I yeah. If I want to watch political commentary, that's what you got well, Fox Colbert or Well, Colbert is for. political, so if he's yeah, producing no. it, this new show is probably not for you. By the way, Chris Hardwick is fantastic in everything that he does. He, does, he used to do a, a walking, talking dead after yeah, the walking yeah. dead yeah oh, it was fantastic and he did the same thing with um better call saul oh did he also did a, did a post better call yeah, saul. he's a talented he's great guy. at those very he, talented. He, yeah he had a different he had a game he, show too he had um he had some off the air situation that oh. that affected whether or not he could get good jobs going i don't know how it worked out my, my friend jack says great things about him so hope, you know, hopefully he, he gets another opportunity to do something do not know. What's up, okay. fool? All right, so uh, Derek Carr is seeking a trade, and if the Raiders can make it work, it would benefit them. The asking price may be a bit high for a guy that is basically going to be released anyway, but their asking price is a f- one-third round pick. Carr's at the Saints facility again today. This is the second time he's been there, so maybe that could happen. All right, I need you to explain something to me about this story. Okay. The way I understood this is the Raiders have to make a decision by the 14th, which is in five days, Correct. right? Yeah. Why would the Saints give up any draft compensation when they can just wait for the Raiders to release Carr? Because they won't, they won't keep him because they would have to pay him. They're going to release him in five days. Why wouldn't the Saints just wait for that and then sign him? Well, that's the thing. This is The Saints are the only team that the Raiders could possibly get to trade him if it's going to happen. Because, then, because if it doesn't work out, he can sign anywhere. Right, but why? What you see? What I'm asking? Yeah. Why give up a third round pick when you don't have to give up anything? Well, I, I mean, because I you really want him, and you're worried he'll go somewhere else. Exactly. That's the reason. It's yeah. kind of, huh? So that's that's basically what the question was going to be. Third, you, yeah. You're answering it. <laughs> third round pick is, I don't really care. I mean, I, I in the NFL, a third round pick hey, Brock has Brady some was value. A round pick. Well, Cooper Cup was a third round pick. I mean, yeah. Brock Purdy has seventh some round value, Andy, but but as you and I have argued for years over this draft stuff, it it is literally a coin flip if you're going to hit the pick or not. So, Greg, going back to your original question, if that's all it's going to cost me, third round pick, one third round pick, and I get Derek Carr, and to Andy's point, I then have him under contract and he can't walk. Yeah, I'd probably do it. Yeah, you guys too. By right, the way, did you... you guys see Derek Carr in the Pro Bowl competition? You no, see him, Michael? Why? He was stunning. Oh, please, they're playing flag football. No, no, this was not flag football. Was this was a skills competition skills in which a truck is driving across the field with a bullseye on it, uh-huh. and Carr is whipping the ball 40 yards and hitting the bullseye. Oh, whoopty freaking do. So it, I guess if there's a truck in the secondary, you won't miss. <laughs> well, this is what he said after, <laughs> after it. Mean? Hold on, listen to this. Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's probably why I'm going somewhere else. 
<laughs> that's funny. That's Michael's point. Yeah, exactly. right there. Yeah. All right, Bernie, you got another one? Sense of humor, though. Uh, I have okay. one more. Yeah, I have do one more. What's that, Fool? I have one more that basically I've had on my paper for about three weeks now. Okay. So I'm just going to throw it, it out here and see how it goes. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is always in at least the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, but never quite gets there. Uh, apparently, the Memphis scorekeeper may, may have been cooking the books over this last year, so Jackson is logging twice as many steals and blocks at home <laughs> than in away games. The NBA has denied any wrongdoing, and they're always on the and that and they're always on the up and up. But if there was some type of scandal, and if if it was real. What should the punishment be, and does any fall any of it fall on Jackson Jr.? Well, the score should be fired, and they should be a heavy fine. Yeah, you can't be can't be doing it. That. And by the way, guys get paid on these right? stats. Yeah. Like if you make first, second, or third All NBA, your your uh, potential contract value goes up. So you can't be messing around. Like I know the guys at Staples Center. All I know everybody in the score crew. They take their those jobs really seriously, and they they would never do that. So if it's happening. And Greg, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole to see how obvious or not obvious it is. It came out like three. Weeks I've heard ago. some people talking about this, and there's been a lot of debunking of it. Like, there's actually a conspiracy theory that this was cooked. Like, the rumor was actually begun by somebody with the Grizzlies to get people to talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. Pretty brilliant if that's what happened, right? And yeah, to, not in a good light. Well, no, but once you debunk it, oh. you start realizing just how great Jaron Jackson Jr. is, and you don't even need to cook the books. Uh, The guy that has my job for the Grizzlies is Eric Hasseltine. He's a really good dude. Uh, And and I'll find out what's going on. I'll find out if there's anything to that. To uh, Greg's other question, unless Jaron Jackson Jr. was in on it, you can't punish him. He didn't do it. Not him. No, it's not his fault. He didn't do it. Pepe Pepe Mantia has made it. He is in the building. Pepe has arrived. For his game of games, he will be along shortly. He's going to be the Spanish Alex Trebek. Uh, how, do you say, how do you say Alex in Spanish? Alejandro Trebek. Alejandro Trebek. <laughs> Alejandro Trebek. <laughs> Pepe Montilla will be. We'll get Pepe in here. We'll, we'll, we'll kick around some of this stuff with him, too. Uh, Mason in Ireland. Michael's hanging out. Andy's in for Mace. Um, coming up next, Michael just said about a story. That guy should be fired, and they should have to pay a fine. I have a story about a coach. And I want you guys to tell me if this coach should be fired. That's next, ESPN LA.